You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 71 of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. This podcast always is brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Before we get this episode, I just want to remind you, first of all, about our social media handles, which are right there if you're watching on Billy Up TV, on Twitter and Instagram, at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, and on YouTube, just search no credits Required, hit notifications, hit subscribe, hit subscribe, hit, and then hit notifications, that way you know when new videos come up. If you're listening on the podcast side, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Amazon Music, Google Play, basically any platform that you can find podcasts on. And also leave a rating. Five stars is always preferred if you love this podcast. And if you're able to on your preferred podcast platform, leave a review. I might even read it on the air sometime. This week's episode is going to be all about the New York sports, Metro New York sports scene, particularly the New York Yankees since spring training has begun. How about the New Jersey Devils? Even though they're not considered New York, they're still covered by the Metro New York area newspapers. Come to the finality of their season. Then we'll talk a little about the New York Jets and how they missed out on Tyreek Hill. Before we get into all that, though, if you're listening on the on the podcast side, you're listening in the 518 area, the mighty 518 area, I might say. Going to tell you a little bit about our one of our partners here at Godzilla Media, and that is Mohawk Honda. I heard from my guy Evan Zwillin the other day. He said, "Happy two year anniversary on owning your Honda HRV." Ryan just want to make sure everything's going well and everything is pretty much great on my Honda HRV. It's actually sitting in my driveway right now. So shout out to Evan for that. Spring is here, and it's a great time to get into a new car at Mohawk Honda. Visit Mohawk Honda at Freeman's Bridge Road in Glenville or their website at MohawkHonda.com to work with people you can trust during the car buying experience. Follow Mohawk Honda on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and this month you can watch the Mohawk Honda staff compete in the Plate Change Challenge. Now, March not only brings you that exciting event, but also throughout the month of March, Mohawk Honda and a Mohawk Chevrolet 
are collecting athletic equipment for underprivileged youth in the capital region. So bring your equipment to either location to help the community this month. To find the right price and the right vehicle to spot is Glenville, New York, and Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Okay, so let's start this episode talking about the New York Yankees. And spring season, spring training has finally begun. Lockout's over. We have labor peace for another couple of years. But there are some questions that I have in regards to the New York Yankees this season. So the first thing I have to ask is why they missed out on free agents such as Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa. Those three guys were the big free free agents who hadn't signed anywhere in free agency. Over $2 billion was spent before the lockout happened. And then lockout is over. We got ourselves a season. Freddie Freeman, he signs in Los Angeles. Trevor Story, he signs with those guys in Beantown. Carlos Correa, he signs a three-year deal. With a four, no, sorry, a four-year deal with Minnesota. Of all teams, Minnesota. Why? So why did the Yankees miss out on those agents? Well, I, I can figure out a couple of reasons. First of all, they have they already have a pretty bloated, uh, a pretty bloated payroll as it is. Over two hundred twenty million dollars this year they'll pay out to to their players. So on top of the bloated payroll, they also have to pay the luxury tax, which is still a thing in Major League Baseball in two thousand twenty two. I mean, come on, Major League Baseball. You couldn't you couldn't figure out a you couldn't figure out a salary cap to avoid these salary tax to, to avoid this t- uh, the uh, luxury tax. Come on, guys. Come on. Plus, you got billionaire owners paying, paying a whole, whole lot of money to billionaires. Now, I, I think one of the reasons why is because Brian Cashman felt his roster was good enough. A lot of fans don't seem to think so. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of armchair GMs out here out there in the Yankees world who don't seem to think that they could have they seem to think they could have signed one of these guys to a contract but unfortunately that's what Brian Cashman does is what he's been doing for over 27 for over 25 years I mean goodness he was the GM in 96 and he put together the roster for the World Series so I think part of it had to do with the luxury tax already bloated payroll also, the Yankees aren't exactly associated with fun. <laughs> you think of the George Steinbrenner era and they, all the stuff that the players had to go through in terms of dress code and facial hair policy and looking clean, cl- clean cut and sharp. Not a whole lot of players had or sporting tattoos. It still continues with this team. It still continues with Hal Steinbrenner at, at the helm. Uh, taking over the taking over the reins after George passed away, and Hank has also since passed, so that leaves Hal Steinbrenner as the majority owner of this team, and he still holds those policies in place. I think the fact that the, the, the a lot of Major League Baseball players, a lot of other other teams, uh, other other fans, fans of other teams don't associate Yankees with being allowed to have a personality and have some fun. Have some, you know, grow wild facial hair during the playoffs. During grow a playoff beard, like a lot of teams do in baseball these days. You can't can't grow a playoff beard. You can't leave your hair long. Got cut your hair, shave your face when you go to the Yankees. A lot of players don't want to be a part of that. They want to show off for their personality. They want to have some fun. I don't blame them one bit. You know, just being a being a guy who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't have a whole lot of hair up here, a lot of hair, but but has a has a has facial hair. I I don't I I understand their their concern. They want to be able to show off their, their yeah they're gonna get paid. If you come to the Yankees, you're gonna get paid. You're gonna get paid a lot of money. But and but you also want to have fun. Now this team does have fun. They had the the thumbs down guy a couple of years ago. They had the, the home run celebrations pointing to the muscle last year. So. I think part of the reason, but I still think part of the reason why they missed out on those free agents, because a lot of players don't associate with the, they don't associate the Yankees and fun. It's very corporate, very, very well to do. It's very Manhattan. I get it. Even though they play in the Bronx, but I don't think they were, they, their 
it'll end those players. Now, it could also be that they don't that Brian Cashman didn't feel that they were the right fit, even though they needed a first baseman, even though they needed a first baseman. Freddie Freeman could have been that answer at first base. Now they'll bring him back Andrew. They bring back Anthony Rizzo, who, eh, I'm the jury's still on him. I think I I don't. He's only he, he was signed to a two year deal, thirty four mil, but I don't think he's the right answer at first base for the Yankees going forward. So, I so you know I, I it could be that so you know Brian Cashman. He's probably satisfied with the roster he has. Also, Aaron Boone probably gave gave him some input. Probably didn't fit. This players didn't probably fit correctly in the in the uh, in the analytics mode that they were in. So that's probably those are the three reasons why they didn't land those free agents again. Again, I'll summarize: luxury tax, bloated payroll, very corporate Yankees, very corporate, and satisfaction with the roster. Now we're going to get into the players and the managers themselves. So let's begin with the starting rotation. Other than Garrett Cole, who will stand out among the starting rotation for the Yankees? And it's one of a couple of players for the Yankees I'm looking at. So starting start the rotation will go like this this year. Garrett Cole is the ace. Jordan Montgomery, left-hander. Luis Severino, Nestor Cortez Jr., another lefty, and Jamison Tyone. Uh, so Cole is going to have a lot of innings. He's going to get a lot of strikeouts. He he got he, there were some problems last year where he got lit up. He had that controversy with the tack on the on the hands, and that led to Cole not having great starts afterwards. But he got over it. He's going to start his third year in pinstripes, 2020, 2021, 2022. It's three hundred million dollars. The three hundred million dollar man. He starts as the ace. Sevian Tyone, Talon, Tyone, uh, Sevi in particular is looking at back to the form he had back in the back in 2016, 2017, and 2018 before he had to have Tommy John surgery. I think he is getting there. He only had he was only limited to 34 in the third innings last year, over the last three years, excuse me. Uh, didn't play that much last year. Again, coming from coming off of Tommy John surgery was kind of his development coming back to the major league major leagues was stalled. But I happen to think that I think he's going to step up. I think he's going to get more innings this year after after Tommy John surgery. I know Aaron Boone likes has that tendency to limit his pitchers, go to the bullpen early and go to the bullpen often unless Garrett Cole's pitching. But if Severino starts out strong and and keeps going strong, I think he'll have a good season this year. I think he'll be one of the guys who steps up as the secondary, as the second guy. Uh, Taeyeon, um, Jerry's still out on him, I believe. Yeah, he had a eh, year last year. Last year, he went 8-6 and six with a 4-3-0 ERA, started in 29 games, so 29 starts and only 14 decisions, really. He's got to step up his game. Give him 130 hits, 144 innings pitch, which was his second second most innings pitched uh, in his career. He pitched 191 back in 2018 with the Pirates, where he won 14 games and 32 starts. So I think he's got to step things up this year, uh, that's for sure. Nestor Cortez was kind of a nice surprise last year in some starts. I know he had for one particular one start in particular on Sunday night against the uh, Boston Red Sox. He did particularly well. Jordan Montgomery, I think this is his make or break year. I don't know. I'm not sure how long he's with the team. Uh, he had a career year last year in starts. He had 30 starts last year, 157 and a third innings and 162 strikeouts. You could be that Andy Pettit type guy who can get the hard, who can get the, uh, who can get those not so easy outs. Uh, I think the Yankees starting rotation will do, will do fairly well. So out of that, out of, out of that, out of that, uh, after those five who sent, who will stand out in standing starting rotation, I think, I think Sebi's going to have a nice comeback here. I think Montgomery is going to have a better year than last year. Tyone's got to step it up. And Cortez again, 
I think he'll be the, the he'll be that he'll be that sandwich. He'll be the he'll be the second lefty in that rotation uh, to start. We might see Luis Gill back in the starting lineup, but I think he's going to be moved over to uh, middle reliever. He seemed to do pretty comfortably in that role last year uh, with the team. So Garrett Cole, I think Garrett Cole will have a good year. I think uh, well, Garrett Cole's going to have a great year. He's going to be a, he's going to be a Cy Young contender. Then you got, I think Seve's going to have a good year, good bounce back year. Montgomery's going to have a decent year. Tyone's going to have a, he's, this is going to be the make or break year for him. And Cortez, I think he's just kind of, he's, he's the guy who's kind of, kind of left out as part of the, part of the, uh, as part of the rotation. You don't see a lot, whole lot of him, but he, he'll get you some innings. And if he does poorly, Rooney will go to the bullpen and try to uh, get some middle relief there. Second question in regards to the pitching. Is this the last season we'll see Araldis Chapman? I I don't know. This is a tough one here because I think I think ever since he gave up that home run in 2020, something's going on with him. Now we he spent some time in the DL last year with some uh, elbow concerns. I know that the uh, his elbow has been kind of eh, uh, and he had some trouble with his routine. It would show some trouble with his with his his wrist or his elbow, and there was concern that he might not. He might not. Uh, he sat down for a while, and they brought in uh, Zach Britton as the as the as the closer. And I think I think Chad Arena also played the closer role for a bit. Oh, you can't forget John, John, Jonathan Loisaga uh, in the starting. He might get a couple starts here and there, uh, but he's in the he's in the middle. He's in the middle reliever or a long term long relief uh, long relief guy. But come back to oldest Chapman, he had. It was just, uh, it was at times last year, he didn't look like him. He didn't look himself. Didn't look himself. He still had the speed. Just didn't have location, which is kind of, which is kind of crazy. So last year, still has 2021 numbers, six and four, three, three, six ERA. He had 97 strikeouts, but. It's uh he's 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 I don't know he's got start, he's got his thousandth career K last year and I think he's got the stamina to go the go the distance he had uh, he was an all star last year again uh, three straight years three years and three years in a row he's been uh all star but I think something's going on with his with his uh something's going on with him. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. He had 30 saves and 34 chances, 56.1 innings pitched. I, I think this is, might be the one of the last years we might see Roldis Chapman if he continues to disappoint. Now, look, Zach Britton's not going to come out of the bullpen for a while. You got Tommy John surgery last year. He won't be back until about August or September. So Zach Britton won't be in the lineup for a while. He's got he's that other left-handed guy uh, who can throw he can throw gas. And can, um, and can get guys out, but Chapman, I think he's uh, he, he's going to have a chance to he's going to have a chance to go. I think part of the reason why is because Aaron Boone expects him to pitch only in the ninth inning. Last year, a couple a couple times where he came out of the bullpen in the eighth inning, that I think that was part of the reason why he had such a poor season than he's supposed to have. So uh, you got other guys in the in the relievers in the in the bullpen, uh, Albert Abreu, Chad Green, he's always v- dependable. Clay Holmes, Jonathan Loisaga, who came out pretty well, uh, pr- coming out from the uh, came out from the bullpen last year, did pretty well. Lewis Luch, Lewis uh, Lucas Luch, uh, he'll still be in the bullpen. Wandy Peralta, Joely Rodriguez, There's some other possibilities according to this uh, according to Andrew Hawk on um, MajorLeagueBaseball.com. Debbie Garcia, Luis Gill, Michael King. Robin Ron Marinaccio and Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt was has been in the minor leagues. He's been in Triple A. Uh, he's been in Triple A Wilkes-Barre Scranton over the last couple of seasons, but uh, he's been the ro- he's been in their rotation. So he'll probably have uh, uh, he'll probably be in the bullpen to start uh, next year to start uh, not to start but just to uh, um, be a part of that lineup. 
So moving on to the next question for the Yankees, are they positionally sound on the corners, which meaning first base and third base? And the big trade that happened last uh, last uh, last week with Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela being dealt to the Twins for Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Josh Donaldson's 36 years old. He wants to prove to Major League Baseball that there's still he's got some still got some things he's still got some gas in the tank in terms of hitting and in terms of hitting home runs and being a uh, being a Gold Glove third baseman. Had 26 home runs last year, 72 RBIs in 135 games, hit 247. He's a long way off from his 2015. MVP campaign with Toronto, but he's a he's a stat cast guy. He can play he can play third base. He's a pretty decent third baseman, but how much time does he have left? And who do the Yankees have in their uh, in their farm system who could step up the, step up in that infielder role in the next couple in the next year or two? So. Donaldson played 135 out of 162 games, which is not bad. Uh, only missed 27 games, which is fine, uh, whether it be by injury or by just needing rest. And at first base, you've got Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo's a decent fielder. He he he's a he's a actually sorry. Rizzo is actually a a, a very good he's a very good defensive th- first baseman. However, his Batting left a little bit to be desired. Uh, 249 last year, eight home runs, 21 RBIs. So he gives the he gives the Yankees a left-handed bat, which is what actually what they need in the lineup. Uh, consider you know, and last year, you know he's a he's a four-time Gold Glove winner. So defense not an issue, not going to be an issue. He's not going to be an issue at first base uh, in terms of fielding, but in terms of hitting. I don't see him. I mean, you might see him go to the bench a couple times this year. DJ LeMay, who can, he can fill in at first base where he needs to, or probably, um, yeah, or, yeah. Or, uh, so, yeah, LeMay, who could play first base if he needs a day off, or he just needs to be put in some sort of a, some sort of a, uh, if he's rest or or just needs, or if he's injured. So I've got some ideas, you know, third base, a little bit of concern with Josh Donaldson being 36, Anthony Rizzo, good defensive third baseman, kind of worry about the bat. So we'll see what happens with the Yankees in the, in the, uh, in, at those positions in, in the, uh, in the 2022 season. Will DJ LeMahieu be an everyday player this year? I think he will be. He, uh, I think he will be either being he'll either be at DH or he'll be uh, at second base or first base. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there with a second base because you got DJ LeMahieu and you got Glaber Torres. They tried to fiddle with him at, at with uh, Torres at at, uh, at shortstop last year. That didn't happen. Uh, that was not a great experiment. So. Torres is going to is going to have the majority of the he will have the majority of the starts at second base. Lemayhu will be will be part of the infield. He'll be he'll be they'll split time at first. He'll split time with Torres with Glaber. If they need to move him to first base, he can do that. He might even also move to third base at times too. So he he's a good. I mean, Lemayhu is a good utility infielder. Will you put him at first, second, or third? Uh, he's also got a good bat, so he's uh he had hit some uh, surgery in the off season. That was a bit of concern for the Yankees, but he's back, and hopefully his, he'll pick up where he left off back in 2020 when he had that, or 2019, excuse me, when he had that really great season where he was in the he's in consideration for for a American League MVP uh, last year for the last year. Hit 268, only 10 home runs and 27 RBI uh, compared to 2019, where he was had 26 home runs and 102 RBIs and hit 327. It's a pretty bit of a far cry, but 
They also had 364 in 2020 in the 50 in, in 50 games. So he'll get his starts. He'll get uh, he'll get starts. Uh, Lemayhu will. Uh, it's just going to depend on. I know he was uh, injured for part of it, and again he had the surgery back in uh, uh, back in the off season. So hopefully his bat will come back to life uh, in the uh, in the upcoming season. Is Aaron Judge, my next question is, is Aaron Judge going to be a Yankee long-term? Yes, I think he definitely will. I know there's some there's some issues with him right now in arbitration. They're kind of far apart as to what they, as to what they're both doing. Uh, as what the Yankees and the, and J- Aaron Judge want to do. And this is going to be an on, this has unfortunately been an ongoing thing with him over the last couple of seasons where come with arbitration it's a one-year deal. I think last year he made. I think last year he made seventeen or twenty million last year. Can't remember the exact amount, but if Aaron Judge, if Aaron, Aaron Judge is going to be a long, he's going to be Yankees for the long term. Now, how much of an impact he'll make over the next five, ten seasons is going to be dependent on how healthy he stays. Last year, last couple of seasons, he's been made of glass, which is unfortunate. So he'll be in center field. He'll likely be in center field or right field. You know, if you look at Aaron Judge's stats from year to year, had that big, had that big campaign in 2017 where he hit 52 home runs. Ever since then, it's been 27, 27, 9. And last year, he got came back to life a little bit with 39 home runs and a 287 RBI, uh, 237 batting average. Excuse me, had a 98 RBI. So. Came back to life a little bit. He played 148 games, which is for out of 162, he played a majority of the games for the Yankees last year. So, so if he could remain healthy, um, the problem his problem was in 2008 and 2009 was that he only played 112 and 102 games each. So he missed 50 games in 2018. He missed 60 games in 2019, and he played only 28 out of 60 games out of 50 games or 60 games in uh, 2020. Um, last year he came back, had a good year. I think he'll be, he's definitely gonna be part of the lineup going forward. I think what will happen is that he'll, from time to time, they'll move, he'll move over to center field because Aaron Hicks is back. Hopefully he's healthy again and he'll play center field. Most of the time, hopefully doesn't succumb to uh, his injury at last year. He had, he had wrist surgery last year. He missed most of last season. He's been kind of Hicks has been kind of getting the injury bug over the last couple of seasons, but I think this year he'll uh, hopefully doesn't turn into another doesn't turn into another Jacoby Ellsbury situation where Yankees bring him in. A lot of promise, a lot of a lot of promise, but not a whole lot of results. As we look at the 2018, he played 137 games in 2018. This is one of his best seasons yet. Uh, 27 home runs, 79 RBIs. But ever since then, he's played in 59, 54. And 32 games respectively. Last year he played only 32 games, and he was out with a wrist injury. Spent the majority of last season on the IR. So hopefully this doesn't turn into another Jacoby Ellsbury situation where he where he, where he plays well, has a big sends a big contract, and then never shows up again. So Aaron Judge, he'll I think I think he'll sign. He'll go to arbitration. He'll get his one year deal. And I think sometime in midseason. You're gonna sign him. You're gonna see him sign a big contract extension. I think he'll probably get between 350 and 400 million dollars. Part of it's based on performance. Part of it's based on name recognition. Part of it's the fact that he wants to remain Yankee for life, which is a great thing. Uh, a lot of players don't say that, but especially homegrown players. But ever since he's come to the league and has been basically the face, one of the faces of the league for the last uh, five seasons or so, he deserves that money. So I think he's going to get a big contract somewhere mid-season. As soon as he signs that uh, arbitration deal, uh, he'll be up and running again. Next question for the Yankees. Will Giancarlo Stanton be a home run champion? I certainly think he has the ability to do that. And again, it's all going to depend on if he's healthy or not. Giancarlo Stanton has been kind of hit and miss when it comes to his health. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. He played... After playing 158 games in his first season with the Yankees in 2018, he's played he played 18 games in 2019. He played 23 games in 2020. Last year he played 139 games. So there's some promise that there's some you know, with his health is starting to come back. Uh, I know he's showed up a little bit slimmer, but he's still got that power. 35 home runs, 97 RBIs last year, 273, 157 strikeouts, which is down from his 211 back in 2018. So he's so he's seen the ball better. He know he's knowing when. I guess he had a couple. I never you know, last year he had a couple. Uh, he had a couple hits where he went opposite field. Uh, so thirty five. He had twenty. Had said uh, nineteen doubles last year. Uh, hasn't had a triple since two thousand eighteen. <laughs> his uh, his dang near MVP season when he had thirty eight home runs and hundred RBI. And uh, hit 266, but I think John Carlos Stanton could get the home run record—not the home run record, but the home run. I think he could be the AL home run champion this year. Again, it all depends on whether he, he can stay healthy. Judges, Aaron Judge is definitely in consideration for someone who could hit hit the home run, be a home run champion next year, uh, this this coming season. All going to depend on whether they're healthy, and, and I think I think this entire season is going to depend on whether or not the Yankees can stay healthy to which my final question comes is Aaron Boone the right manager for this team we will definitely see this year for sure a lot of doubt last year to see that you could bring Yankees together they did they had uh, won the wild card they won their division wild card round in 2019 in 2020 excuse me they beat Cleveland in two straight in Cleveland they were an inning away from beating Tampa Bay in twenty in twenty twenty in the divisional round. Could have played the Houston Astros again. They were a couple. They were one Aroldis Chapman pitch from sending it to Game Seven in the ALCS a couple of years ago. So, you know, and Aaron Boone's had a lot of success, but he's also had a lot of disappointment. And Brian Cashman. And Hal Steinbrenner having that belief that he can get the Yankees back to the promised land of the World Series, which we haven't been to in since 2009. It's uh, it's going to depend on what Aaron Boone can do. It, it, will he stay away? Will he go away from the stat casts, stat casting, and the analytics? Will he depend more on instinct? Because a lot of good managers, what they do is they depend a lot on their instinct, but. Unfortunately, a lot these days, you see a lot of managers relying on stat cast and relying on the analytics side of, of things and not so much on, on the instinct level anymore. So I, I hope he kind of returns to his instincts rather than depending on stat casts and, and tra- you know trajectory rate and launch angle and all that nerdy stuff uh, that a lot of analytics guys and gals tend to think about. So, but nothing wrong with that. If you're into that, great. Good for you. But I go by the all ball. I go by the eyeball test. And if you, and Bill Parcell said it best, your record, you are what you, what you, you are who you say your record indicates who you are basically. So, so New York Yankees, that remains to be seen for the 2022 season. And as a Yankee fan, 
I'm feeling that they could finish anywhere between first and fourth. And that all depends on whether or not they stay healthy and their rotation gets things together. They can't depend on just Garrett Cole to get things done in the starting in, in the, in the uh, for the starting rotation. And once you hit that bullpen very, very early, those are signs that you don't depend. You don't trust your, you don't trust your starting rotation. So I think Boone's got to start. Boone's got to start trusting his starting rotation uh, to get those outs other than Garrett Cole. He knows Garrett Cole can get it done. He's got to remind, he's got to have faith in his rest, rest of his starting rotation. Okay. So we're going to transition from the New York Yankees. We're going to get to my New Jersey devils. Last week they had a Western West coast road trip. In all three games, they lost six to three. <laughs> they were doubled up six three, six three in Vancouver. The next night on Tuesday, doubled up in Calgary six three, and then Saturday afternoon in Van- in Edmonton, they were doubled up six three. So it was uh, not great, not a great road trip for the Devils. They are clearly out of playoff contention, which for me kind of gives me the sads. I thought they had a, maybe a, an outside shot of being one of the wild cards this year, but unfortunately. Their goaltending has been kind of uh, very sus- very suspect this year, very suspect this year. And there's times that their defense has left them has left their goaltenders high and dry. But there's been a rotating there's been a, a, a rotating door of goaltenders from uh, from Jonathan Bernier to Mackenzie Blackwood to Scott Wedgwood, Nico Dawes, Akira, Akira Schmid. John Gillies, and soon to be appearing for the New Jersey Devils, Andrew Hammond. Yes, that Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar from who basically almost uh, stole a playoff series for Ottawa back in the day. Uh, the Hamburglar is now a New Jersey Devil. Uh, he was uh, traded from Montreal. He was it was Montreal's uh, goaltender. He was in Laval of the AHL. He's traded him basically. They swapped minor leaguers, so that was the that was the uh, trade deadline. It was surprisingly muted for the Devils. I thought they would be more active in terms of moving players. Such I I wrote a couple. I wrote an article a few weeks ago on BellyUpSports.com where I talked about four potential players who could be who could be traded near the trade deadline. None of those players went anywhere. None of those players went to playoff contenders. I thought for sure Tomas Tatar would be traded to be a added depth score for some team. I thought Pavel Zaka would add some some grit and some and some high level uh, defensive forward. I think he. I think Zaka has the ability to be a, a future Selkie Trophy award winner or nominee. Uh, he's just, just got to step, a score, step up a scoring game. I thought for sure Steven Severson would be dealt to add as a as a as a defenseman who could add some scoring to uh, scoring punch to uh, an offense looking for a power play guy. And I thought PK Subban would be would also be uh, would be dealt as well. So uh, speaking of PK Subban, he was told by uh, General Manager Tom Fitzgerald that he will not be he won't not, he won't be back next year. He won't be brought back next year. Uh, his the last season of his very bloated contract where he's making $9 million this year is, is going to be over. He'll be an unrestricted free agent. He'll be free to test the market for the first time in his career. Drafted by Montreal then trade to Mo- trade to Nashville for Shea Weber and then traded to New Jersey uh, back in 20, I believe it was 2019. So, he won't be back. To, he won't be back. So he'll be, he'll be playing out the rest of his New Jersey Devils career as a New Jersey Devil uh, this year. So uh, uh, mid-April will be one of his last games as a New Jersey Devil. Hey, you know, so nice to have PK Subban for a while. He's a big name, he's a recognized name, but unfortunately, uh, being 32 years old and not being the player that he used to be, uh, with, he still has a heavy, heavy shot, uh, but he's not. His speed is kind of come down as as you as you you know as every 30 plus year old nhl players might uh, defenseman especially who's played number one defenseman for quite a long time in his career he's a norris trophy winner back in 2013 every every everybody's skill uh, does deteriorate and this is coming up for pk super even even the moral people like not even say immortal but even elite players 
like PK Subban, who were once elite and now just kind of um, third pairing on a uh, third pairing defensive player. His speed's come down, and you know, I wish him all the luck in the world. Hopefully, he signed he signed somewhere. Uh, some team will want him, and will be a part of a he'll be part of that team like another team next year. But he was told that he won't be back next year. Now on Wednesday, I'm sorry, on Tuesday they return home to play the arch rival, the arch nemesis of the Metropolitan Division. That was the New York Rangers, who are currently battling out for uh, one of three spots in the Metropolitan Division with Carolina and Pittsburgh. When they come back, Dulles fall behind 2-0, score five unanswered in the second period, and they went up winning that game 7-4. Now, here's the particular, particularly fun stat for the New Jersey Devils this year. They have beaten four teams, four potential playoff teams, kind of one, two, three, four, by a score of seven to four. They did that to Florida on back on November 9th, went to Carolina back on January 22nd, beat St. Louis by the same score on February 10th, and then this past Tuesday, beat the New York Rangers by that same, by that same score. So it's funny that the team has been kind of up and down squiffy this year, but they've actually scored seven goals five times this year. They've scored six a bunch of times too. I remember at the new, I was in New Jersey, December 31st when they scored, they scored when they beat Edmonton six to five in that really wild game. Uh, that was just un, unbelievable. My first time at Metro, uh, sorry, at uh, uh, Prudential center. It's a fun time. Time I won't forget. because I was, I was with my nephew and my, one of my good buddies. So, Anywho, so they've they've scored seven goals five times, four against potential playoff teams. They've also scored six goals a bunch of times, a couple of times as well. So this has one, been one of the highest scoring Devils teams in a very long time. And the reason why I bring that up is because the young superstar named Jack Hughes uh, scored not only his hundredth point career point, but also scored his hundredth hundred first career point on Tuesday against the New York Rangers. So. This will he's gonna light up New Jersey for sure. He's gonna he's he's staying in New Jersey for the long term. He signed a long-term deal back in December. And I think he's poised to have his first I think he's he's getting close to 60 points, if I'm not I I predicted back in October when I wrote my preview that he would have 60 points during in this season. Now, of course, unfortunately, uh for the Devils, he had that shoulder injury back in October, and they did not have him in the lineup for quite a while. But he's at, at with forty four goals or forty four point at forty four games, he's got fifty points. He's thirteen points behind Jesper Bratt, who has played in fifteen more games but has scored thirteen points. Uh, he's actually tied for the team leading goals right now. Jack Hughes is with twenty one goals with Jesper Bratt. So he's got the Devils have currently I believe they have 10 more games remaining on their schedule if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check real quick on so they've got Washington 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15, 16, 17. They've got 18 games. He can get 10 points in 18 games. I believe in. I believe in this guy. I think if he makes, if he gets 60 this year, great. My prediction will come true. But if it's 70, that's when you know something special is going on in New Jersey. They've got a few plugs to plugs to hold, a few holes to plug, particularly their goaltending situation, which is unfortunately quite spotty right now. But. I see the New Jersey Devils doing some good things next year. I think they'll do some things in the offseason. Well, they'll do some, they'll make some changes in terms of their scoring. They need some add, add scoring punch. Uh, Zaka, Pavel, Pavel Zaka, he had an, he's had an underwhelming year, but he's played better defensively. Uh, Andreas Johnson had a hot start. He's been kind of cold lately. Thomas Tatar brought in for that extra scoring punch. Hasn't had the, the year that everybody thought he was going to, actually, that the New Jersey Devils thought he was going to have. So they need to add, to add some secondary scoring. Definitely, you'll need to do that. They'll definitely need to address that either in free agency or 
bring up some guys from Utica who are playing in Utica last, next year. One guy by the name of Alexandra Holtz who's lighting it up right now in the AHL. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He'll be in the lineup this next year and he'll bring some scoring punch to the team. So there's some pretty good hope right now for the Devils. They're actually starting to bring up some players from Utica now that the season's kind of uh, gone by the wayside. They haven't been, they're going to start naming eliminated teams from playoff contention. New Jersey's going to be one of them, but they're bringing up some players right now. They're, they brought up Kevin Ball, who would play defense. He's a defenseman because they put Christian Jaros on unconditional waivers yesterday which is wednesday as i record this this is thursday night i'm recording they also brought up aj greer who they acquired last year in the in the kyle palmary travis zajac deal when they they acquired him from the new york islanders so fun things going on in new jersey even though they're way back in the standings in terms of playoffs next year is going to bring some hope and i think uh jack hughes and Jesper Bratt lighting up the lamps in New Jersey. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right, we're going to get back into it in just a moment, but just want to tell you about another one of our partners at Godzilla Media. If you're listening on the podcast, the Mighty 518, we're going to talk about our friends at Johnstone Supply. It's never too early to start thinking about summer and air conditioning. Conditioning, because it gets hot up here in the Mighty 518. Call now for preseason pricing on John Goodman's Central ACs, or if you're looking to, to go with Fujitsu mini splits, they've got that too. Best quality products at unbeatable prices. And if you're a homeowner that's mulling your options and want to get hooked up with a local contractor that can figure out your family's needs, call John Stone Supply. They've got you covered. As always, the lowest prices on Milwaukee tools guaranteed. It's John So Supply, 6th Avenue in Troy. Look them up on Facebook or stop by the location and hit the counter twice and tell them that the No Credentials Required podcast sent you. All right, lastly, we're going to talk about the New York Jets and how they came this close, this close to acquiring Tyreek Hill from Kansas City. Now, Tuesday afternoon, big news is coming up. Actually, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, I should say. Wednesday morning, the news—it's like it's like almost like Christmas Day in a sense—and that the there's talks of Tyreek Hill not coming, be able to come to an agreement with the Kansas City Chiefs for a contract extension. And they did that to themselves when they screwed themselves with that Patrick Mahomes signing. Just saying, Chiefs. But. There's news that Tyreek Hill could be dealt this after in that that afternoon, and the two teams, the two teams that were in contention to get Tyreek Hill, were the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins. And the Jets had this deal synced in, without having to deal their first two first round picks. They would have kept number four and kept number ten, and required Tyreek Hill. They offered the Chiefs picks number 35, 38. And 69. So they're two second round picks and their third round pick for Hill and the Chiefs' fourth round pick at 103. However, they gave the decision to Tyreek Hill to make. Miami offered them a bunch of picks. They offered them a, two, a first and second round pick. And I think I think as well as a fifth round pick or fourth round pick this year. And I think they offered two sixth round picks next year. And Hill decided to go to the Miami Dolphins. Now, can't blame Joe Douglas for trying. General Manager Joe Douglas, he's been wanting to add pieces to make the Jets more explosive on offense, and he was willing to to move draft capital to do that. He was willing to move basically heaven and earth. The Jets have two first-round picks and two second-round picks this year, plus four fourth-round picks. They would have a fifth fourth-round pick. If they added, if they added Tyreek Hill, so 
I can't I can't fault Joe Douglas here. I can't fault him for at least trying. You 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 hate to see us as a New York Jets fan. It's just another gut punch to the fan base who's been wanting a superstar, who wanted to see offense an explosive offense for the first time since 2015. We've waited a very long time for an offensive minded team with the right pieces put in place. They've already got their running back, they've already got the quarterback who had a Zach Wilson who had a who started to improve last year in the second half of the season, save for that terrible Buffalo game. Braxton Paris is coming back. Corey Davis is coming back. They get acquired two tight ends in free agency. They short up the offensive line. And then we try to get somebody to bring in the mix to really make this team explosive. But unfortunately, he chooses to go home, to go to Miami, and join freaking Tua Tagovailoa. So it's back to the drawing board for the Jets. Now they have they have the capital to make an improvement at wide receiver. They they have to address wide receiver in the draft. So you you, you got to know that you know, if they since if they didn't land Tyreek Hill, you kind of know where they're going in, in the in the first round in the first round of the draft, or at least second or the second round, depending on who's there. Uh, I wrote on BlayUpSports.com. I gave who who I believe the Jets should pick. At their, for their first five picks in the draft. And I believed that Drake London from USC, they would pick at number 10. They And a lot of scouts say he's a very, he's a very Keyshawn Johnson type receiver. Big body can go up and get the ball very fast and open. If, once you get, once he gets separation, he can get open. He's a fast guy. Unfortunately, he had that broken ankle last year. At the, that kind of ended his season too soon, but he was having a huge season before he broke his ankle. So Drake London, I think they're going to pick, I, I believe they're going to pick him. Mel Kuyper Jr. Has, him, has the Jets picking him at four. That's a bit of a stretch. Now, I could see two, one of two things happening. I can see the Jets picking Kayvon Thibodeau at, number four, at four. Or Tyler Lindenbaum if he's there. I could see them picking either Drake London or Sauce Gardner if he's available at, at, at 10. I could also see the Jets trying to move up from 35 into the first round. If they pick defense for their for their at four and ten, pick up Christian Watson from New, from North Dakota State and try try to move up back into the into the first round. Maybe deal their their two second rounders for a first and pick up if he's there, a Christian Watson from North Dakota State. That could happen, and that would make the offense more explosive. But I was hoping that the Jets were hoping to bring in an established, an already established wide receiver. They could have believed Allen Robinson could have been that guy, but I think he might have been too expensive. They could have brought in uh, Amari Cooper, but the Browns got the Browns got to him first. Uh, OBJ, I think he's going to be a Ram again. Jarvis Landry, he's a slot guy. They needed some guy on the outside to make this offense just explode. Tyreek Hill could have been that guy, unfortunately. He chose to go to Miami. And this was on, this sound clip was on Jets Video's Twitter account, the SNY Jets account, Jets Videos. They show press conferences. They show clips from programs. Tyreek Hill had this to say this afternoon uh, during his introductory press conference. How, clo- how close were you to, to picking the Jets? Yeah. How close was I? Who? The Jets? I know, man. Look, man, it's, it's a lot. Of, I, I'm, I don't even want to get into all that. I knew I was going to pick Miami no matter what, man, because, like I say, I'm basically from here, dog. I'm here all the time, man. Like, this is home for me, for us. So. Now, here's the confusing part. Not so much confusing, but... Here's what kind of makes me upset. So when this news was happening, Adam Schefter tweeted that Tyreek Hill, the Jets, both the Jets and the Dolphins terms were accepted by the Chiefs. It was a matter of where Tyreek Hill wanted to go and that he was torn by the decision. Bullcrap. Utter, complete bullcrap. 
I believe Tyreek Hill and Drew Rosenhaus, his agent is Drew Rosenhaus, who is king of Miami. Um, I think they were trying to leverage the reason they just to leverage him to get a bigger contract because there were negotiations. It was a basically a sign and trade deal, uh, similar to uh, similar similar situation to to Sean Watson last week when the Browns acquired him from Houston. So I believe, but I believe that that Hill and Rosenhaus were using the Jets as leverage to get more money from the Dolphins. And that's why he chose. Um, he says that uh, he uh, Hill says I wanted to be here all along. I would have picked Miami no matter what. No, no, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. I don't believe. I, I can't. I wouldn't. I believe. I don't believe that. It, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. I can't blame them because it's Florida. They had no sale. They had no income tax. They have warmer weather. New Jersey, you're paying eight plus percent income tax you're playing cold weather in december but the jets had the i think the jets had the advantage because they have a better i think they have the i think zach wilson is going to be the better quarterback next year and he would have been a greater quarter great quarterback if tyreek hill came to the jets so which i say tyreek hill enjoy your 72 million dollar guaranteed but i think you made a terrible decision and you're going to regret it I think you're going to regret it. I think the Dolphins, I, I'm hope, you know, I believe the Dolphins. Here's my, here's a bold prediction. I won't bet Seltzer on it, <laughs> but here's a bold prediction. I believe the Jets will go to the playoffs more times in the time, in the time that before Tyreek Hill's contract extension ends, the Jets will go to the playoffs more than the Dolphins will. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. I think the Jets are on an upward trajectory. They've got some things to figure out. Joe Douglas is hopefully going to nail the draft, and he, I think he's going to do that with some with some speed on the uh, speed on the outside, both on defense and on offense. He's going to nail the draft. Hill could have been that piece of the puzzle that the Jets needed, some experience, an experienced wide receiver who could help Zach Wilson be his most explosive. Instead, he chose to go to he chose to go home. I don't blame him. It hurts. It sucks. But I don't think I don't think Tyree Kill is going to be. I think the Jets are going to make playoffs more in the four year span that Tyreek Hill contract Tyreek Hill con, Tyreek Hill's contract will be. The Jets will be in the playoffs more than the Dolphins will. It's a, it's a diluted thought, but <laughs> but it's my thought. So take it as you will. All right, folks. That's going to do it for this edition of No Commercials Required. I just want to remind you, if you're watching on Billy Up TV, next is the Sane Show interview show, great interview show with Andy Sear. But also want to remind you, if you're listening on the audio side, go to our social media channels, Twitter and Instagram, at No Creds, at no creds REQ, Facebook.com forward slash No Creds REQ, YouTube. No credentials required. Hit subscribe, then hit notifications. I also want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, basically any platform. Rate and review. We might read the review on the air. So I've been Ryan McCarthy, your host of No Credentials Required, where again, you don't where you don't need a press pass to talk sports, and we'll talk to you again next time. Courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.